Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is so interesting. <laughs> These past couple of episodes have hit on stories of grief. Today's does as well. I don't know that I have cried three episodes in a row ever. <laughs> and yet here we are. And it's like this unintentional series, but God planned that. And I have no doubt that that's exactly what we need to hear and talk about right now. And walking through grief and trauma and divorce is never something anyone plans for. But therapy is such an important tool when we find ourselves in that place. My counselor has been so helpful at getting me to process everything I'm feeling and helping me to take steps forward. If you've never given therapy a try, consider better help. Therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and understanding. BetterHelp is the simplest way to get started and you can do it right from home. They make it so easy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. We love a quiz and they match you with a licensed therapist. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and fit your schedule. Finding a therapist that is right for you is so important and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So you're sure to be working with someone who is a good match. Let therapy be part of the map of of your life with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, I get to talk with my dear friend, Brandy Wilson. Brandy has been a friend of mine for a long time, over a decade. Today, we're talking about her story of divorce after her husband of 20 years, who was also my pastor, left our church and their family, and how she's found her way to healing and wholeness since then. It has been an incredible story to watch Brandy live, and I'm so glad she's written about it now. So many of you have talked to me about your divorce stories, particularly after our Summer Lovin' series, and where to even go and what to do after that. Y'all have had so many questions, and Brandy's graciously sharing her story with us today. I think she is just one example of how life can be rebuilt, and you can find hope again when things fall apart. Like I said, these stories of grief keep coming up right now with these episodes. 
episodes, and I think it is so interesting. It wasn't planned. It's not how I necessarily would spend multiple episodes in a row, but I know in every single one of these stories, Granger's and Stephanie's and now Brandy's, you can tangibly hear the joy and redemption that comes out of the pain. God does give us hope again. Brandy has a new book out called Better Than Okay, and it is it is stunning. And I think you are really going to enjoy it. And this conversation is beautiful and deeply important to me. So here is my conversation with my friend and one of my heroes, Brandy Wilson. Welcome to That uh, Sounds Fun. We already are crying just in our prayer together. Uh, Hi, Brandy. Hi, Annie. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so happy to be sitting across from you. I know. I fun. mean, for our friends listening, we've been friends for... 14, 13 years? Yeah. A long time. A long time. Yeah. When did you move to Nashville? Oh, eight. Oh, and eight. I started at Crosspoint yeah, at 10. Years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. 13, 14 years. Yeah. yeah. That's Gosh, crazy. That's nuts. I know. That is wild. It's lot, lots of life. That's yeah. a lot of life. Yeah. That is a lot. I mean, from Crosspoint to onsite to this yeah. table. <laughs> We've done it all. Oh, man. Yeah, when I got to onsite and you were there in the same week I was there, I was yeah. like, the Lord loves me. <laughs> Brandy is here. Great. Yeah. You never know when you walk up who right. is going to be there. So right. It's nice to have a familiar face. Oh, you have have you been more than once? Um, I have been you out there every for time events. you walk up. I'm like, how many times you no, walked up? <laughs> no, I've been out there for a couple of events yeah, since yeah. then. But yeah. no, I'd go back. I love on site. Oh, it was man. great. It was great. Yeah. It was so good. Okay, so let's lay some foundation here for people. Okay. Our friendship is a foundation. Yep. You and your ex husband were my pastors mm-hmm. for years. Yes, yes. And still yeah. makes me. Yeah. Yes. How about that? Yeah, we Sorry. He watched and us walk through a lot. Yeah, and that impacted a lot of people. Yeah, and I love your boys. My yes. first, the first people I ever said at Vanderbilt baseball games <laughs> with were your three boys, um, who are now twenty two, nineteen, and seventeen. I cannot. Where's Gage going to college? Do you want to say that publicly? Sorry, uh, he's going to Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> Is he playing football? Yes. Oh yes. my gosh, that's amazing. Where's yeah. Rhodes? In Memphis. Okay. So yeah. he, so you can still drive to everybody to watch them play football. Yeah, except they play on the same day and they're oh, three yeah. hours apart. So what are you going to do about that? I, I haven't. I'm going to take it week by week. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, <laughs> I'll decide Friday night after Brewers after game. After Brewers game on Friday where night. I'm going Saturday. <laughs> Just That's gas up the car. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, in June, we did a whole series on dating. Mm-hmm. And one of the advantages to having you on right after that series is we didn't have a lot of conversation about divorce. Right. During the right. single series. And so thank you for coming on at the start of, of August yeah. so that we can really talk about so many of our friends listening reached out to us after that single series and said, I'm divorced. Yeah. What does it mean for me about sex? What does it mean for me about dating? What does it mean right. for me about apps? What does it mean for me about mm-hmm. loneliness or serving in my church? And so you you get to speak for all of them, Brandy. <laughs> I'm the divorced representative. <laughs> yes. All the divorced Christians. Here is your You said, what does woman. this mean about sex? I'm like, are we going there? <laughs> I did not prep for that question, Annie. Not in the second minute. Don't okay. worry. Don't no. worry. I don't know that we will at all. Okay. So will you give an overview of your yeah. story for our friends who don't mm-hmm. know? Your book is out, which it is. I mean, I... I'm so proud of you, Thank you as your friend. Thank you. Long before you wrote a book. The way I you live that. is just amazing. The way you've 
survived <laughs> and and made a beautiful life that you never dreamed of is beautiful. And then you wrote Better Than Okay, which is such a good book. Yes. You're Thank such a good you. writer. Thank oh my gosh. You. You're such Thank a good writer. Brandy. I so enjoyed the process of it. Yeah. So okay, so back us up high level. Give us the like Brandy Wilson story a Brandy little bit. Brandy Wilson story. Um so I married my college sweetheart right out of college. Mm-hmm. We planted a church in Kentucky, planted, started a church in Kentucky, stayed there for five years. In two thousand and one moved to Nashville, had my first son, and yeah. in two thousand and two, why did y'all come to Nashville? My ex husband's originally from here, okay. so he had family here. Both of his parents are here. Yeah, I grew up with an aunt in Nashville, so I used to go to Opryland all the time. Yeah, so Nashville was just like felt like a natural fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were starting a family. We wanted to have family close to you know grandchildren. Yeah. So yeah, we ended up moving to Nashville. Nashville's like the land of opportunity. So uh, lots of dreamers here. So in 2002, we did start Cross Point Church, which is where our paths cross. Yes. And Cross Point was amazing. It still is amazing. Mm-hmm. I am so proud of Cross Point and still cheer it on yeah. um, and love to see how it's continuing to grow and be successful. We served there for 14 years as the founders and he was the lead pastor and in And sep- you discipled and led the female staff and the wives of staff so beautifully, Brandy. Thank you. You set a standard that is just so honorable. Thanks. So I loved being able to lean in and love on staff. I was kind of like the head cheerleader for yeah. Crosspoint, yeah. which is a role that is very natural to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 14 years, I loved being in that role. I loved serving. I loved seeing, you know, as a pastor's wife, you have a front row seat to life change. And yeah. um, we saw tons of it at yes. Crosspoint, you know, and it's still occurring. But yeah, I'm one of them. I mean, my life's changed because yes. of Crosspoint and because yes. of y'all's leadership. Yes. Yeah. And and at the same time, it was one of the fastest growing churches in America. So there's lots of attention and people were aware. So we served there for 14 years. And in September of 2016, pretty quickly, my um, it unfolded where my ex-husband stood on stage and resigned, and he walked away from the church and the ministry that was created there and from our marriage of 20 years and also from the family unit that we had. And life as I knew it just fell apart. The bottom fell out. How long before that morning did you know that morning was going to happen? I am so glad you asked that question. The day before. Wow. Yeah. The day before. um, I was about to say me too. Yep. Which is not, yep. <laughs> that math isn't great. <laughs> the day before, uh, the resignation had happened to the staff and elders on a Thursday night. People were in meetings all day Friday. We had been told it would be the following Sunday, mm-hmm. but word kind of got out and the dominoes started to fall. And on Saturday afternoon, we found out. And I was yeah. actually, we were actually at Family Friends Farm about an hour outside of Nashville. And I just stayed there with the boys, yeah, yeah. took their cell phones because yeah. they didn't know what was happening. And wow. the entire church and most of Nashville found out before my, my kids heard. Wow. Because, you know, it hit the news. Yeah. It was on the local news stations. It was in the Tennessean. It yeah. was everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I found out the day before that that was happening. I was not present for it. I was yeah. not allowed to be present for it. Okay. I asked, tried to come, but that wasn't allowed. So I stayed in – I was in Lyles, Tennessee with wow. some dear friends who were like family yeah. who really just loved me and shepherded me yeah. and my kids through yeah. walking through a divorce. Talk about that first week. Yeah. What? Because so many of our friends listening – 
are watching or someone else, someone's, it's about to be someone's first week. Yes. Or, or it's about to be someone's best friend's first week or sister's first week or husband's yep. family's first week. Yep. What do people need the first week? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that first week is brutal. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, you know, it. my life publicly fell apart overnight. Yes, it had been falling publicly. apart behind the scenes for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still did not expect it to unfold that way. Yeah. So, And I want to say, when you're walking through a divorce, your life is publicly falling apart at some level. Yeah. Because um, kids' parents at school know. Kids' or, parents at yeah. school know. People at church know. They're talking about it on Facebook. Maybe it's just your neighborhood. But— you feel like your life has fallen apart and everyone can and see it happen. just watching. So oh, for me, Gosh. I went from being surrounded by thousands of people every weekend to just talking to three people and my therapist. Mm-hmm. And I shrunk life down. I kept taking my kids to school that week. They were a freshman in high school. I had, let's see, a fifth grader, a sixth grader, or fifth grader, seventh grader, a freshman in high school. Yep. I would take them to school. And then I would pull into the garage and put my garage door down, and I'd go upstairs to the second floor so that if anyone came to my door, they wouldn't think I was at home. Yeah. And I honestly just wept and yeah. lots of time spent in bed, lots of time spent talking to my friend, yeah. um, my best friend Lori, who lives in Vegas. Yeah. She would call me every day and check on me, but it was brutal. I was, you know, lost. I was heartbroken. I, at that point, um, as you know, my story kind of unfolded what was happening behind the scenes. I didn't know all of it. So it was kind of unfolding layer by layer and actually took months and months and months for everything to be revealed to me. Yeah. Um, but I was praying for truth and yeah. discernment and yeah. wisdom. And honestly, I was willing to do anything to put my marriage back together at that point. Wow. Um, at that point. I said, if I have to go to counseling every day for five years, I'm willing to do that. I'd spent, you know, I had met him when I was 19. We were married at 22. We'd been married for 20 years. Yeah. It's I'd grown up with him. It was all I knew. Yeah. So and that divorced when you were 42. Yes, 42. Yeah. yeah. 42. I was starting all over. Um, I read that because I'm just turned 43. Okay. And I thought this is exactly when Brandy yes. had to start a whole new life. Yeah. 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 Had to, got to, which one is it? I mean, now I would say got to. Uh I think, you know, at times God removes stuff from our life because he's protecting us. Yeah. And at this point, I look back and as those layers of truth were revealed, I realized that God was protecting me and giving me a fresh start. And the best part of your life falling apart is you get to put the pieces of your life back together the way you choose. Wow. And that was probably 42 was the first time I'd gotten to do that. Yeah. Um, Because I was part of a unit and I'm, I am an Enneagram too. I know Mm. that's very important to (laughs) your audience, but um, that means I'm a fabulous support person. So I love to cheer on the people I love. I love to encourage them. I love to show up for them. I love to be the person who helps make their dreams come true. And the downside is I often neglect my own needs Mm. in, um, because of that. Right. So I'd spent a lot of time neglecting my own needs, wants, even knowing who I was. I yeah. had three children, three sons who I'm very close to and love being a mom. So between being a wife and a mom, that was really, you know, what I enjoyed. And yeah. the mom piece stayed. The wife part was gone. Yeah. Um, and it was 
it was a lot of I don't know what life is going to look like, and I have more questions than answers, Mm -hmm. and I have to take this one day at a time because I don't know that I'm going to make it. One of my favorite stories, if that can, mm-hmm. if that's a way we can phrase this, yes. of being in your life watching you live this since 2016 was buying your new house. Yes. And I feel like this fits right in with this part of the conversation yes. of like, we bought a house, but then I got to buy a house. Yes. Will you talk about that, yes. about finding the right house for you and the boys? Yeah, I actually love this story so much, Annie. Thank I think you. one of the things I did as a parent is I just decided we're going to talk about all of these decisions. I, okay. as the adult even in this with Brewer, family. Even the fifth grader, you even were talking Even with the that. fifth yeah. grader, yes. Even with the fifth grader, I was trying to just have open communication about everything. When yeah. you live a life where there's been so much deceit and manipulation and lying, well, that is not going to happen yes. in our new family unit. Yes. So, um, yeah, I just felt like communication about everything. I didn't – we had lived in the house we were in for about 12 years. I knew I did not want to continue there. I wanted a fresh start. Yeah. So I knew pretty quickly I was going to sell that house. But that's the only house my kids had known. Mm. And, man, it was really emotionally hard. I yeah. remember – gosh, this is the sweetest story, but the sweetest slash saddest – The neighbor across the street, Christopher and Brewer, were like thick as thieves. And one of the things they had done is behind our house, our house backed up to um, one of the major parks here in Nashville. So it was protected. So there's a lot of just open space behind our fence. And there's a gate at the very back of our acre. And they'd go out that gate and they would go into the woods and they'd pull out treasures and they created a fort behind our house. They had pulled the Harpeth Rivers back there. They had pulled out like old lawn chairs and old buckets. And they had, you know, taken big logs and built a fort that they could actually sit under. And it was precious. They used the spray paint in the neighbor's garage and made a sign that said the fort. Um, And thank you to Daystar Counseling Ministries, Brewers, Therapists walked him through symbolically being able to move the fort from behind our house to behind Christopher's house. Wow. And they enlisted my middle son, Gage, to help because he enjoyed the fort, too. And the weekend before we moved, I watched three little boys load up the wagon with all of their treasures and pull it across the street three times. Yeah. And they all did it with tears. And I knew it was going to be really hard, but I also believed that— God was going to do new things in our life. So one of the conversations I had really early on with the boys was we can, I I don't know exactly what we're going to be able to afford in Williamson County. I live in Franklin. It's amazing. It's a great place to raise kids. It's also yeah. expensive. Housing yeah. market's crazy. Stuff yeah. sells really fast. Yeah. Um But I didn't know what I was going to be able to afford. So one night at dinner, I was like, okay, we get to have a discussion and let's vote and let's talk about pros and cons. And this is a family decision. And we can probably afford either a three-bedroom with a bonus room, so somebody's going to have to share, or we can afford a Mm four-bedroom with no bonus room. Mm -hmm. So everybody voted. And, of course, it was two to one, Annie, (laughs) you know, um, and just talked about the the pros and the cons of each. And and I just really started diligently praying for a house. Um, It was in my journal. I 
I would just say, God, you know where we're going to live. God, give us a house. And then in March of 2017, the morning after my mediation, mediation is where you kind of divide your entire life up. It's not fun. It's not a great day, Annie. Do you sit across the table? Is everybody there? It's not like it is on TV, or mine was not, where you sit across from the table with your attorney to your right. That's what I picture. You slide notes back and forth. There's no sliding of notes. But you're in separate rooms with your attorney, and then the mediator, who's also an attorney, goes back and forth. So. That day was really long. It was it was probably 10, 11 hours. It's Jeez. exhausting. And I woke up that morning to some, you know, really ugly communication. I got the kids off to school. And then I just wept. And I could not pull it together. And I remember I pray a lot in the shower, which yeah. I don't know if that's, you know, sacrilegious or I not. So. But Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but I was in the shower that morning praying. And my prayer was super simple. I just kept saying over and over, God, I need 2,400 square feet. I need 2,400 square feet. I'd never said that number out loud. I don't know why I said 2,400 square feet. I legitimately, the fact that I was praying for 2,400 square feet, I I, I just, it was Holy Spirit. It had to be. So finally pull myself together, get dressed. I'm running a few errands that morning. I am walking into a yoga class because I needed to definitely do some cleansing. That's actually my... where I saw you first after. It was. At, at yes, a yoga class was the first that. time I saw you. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten. Um, so I'm walking into a yoga class. My phone's in my hand and I get an alert. Yeah. And it was from a number because I didn't have that person's contact in yeah. my phone. Because guess what? I didn't know them. Oh, wow. Um, and I opened the alert and it said, hey, Brandy, my name's Polly. I know we don't know each other, but I heard you're looking for a house in my neighborhood. I was just on a walk. I don't know much about this home, but these this family's being transferred to Florida if you want to see it, I could probably make the connection for you. Like I said, I don't know much about it, except it's 2,400 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I, at that moment, I just felt so wrapped in the arms of God yeah. of like, hey, Brandy, I hear you. Yes. I hear you. Yes. And I know what you need. Yeah. And being an Enneagram too, for God to tell me he knows what I need yeah. when sometimes I don't know myself. Yes. Man, that's a precious thing. So um, I knew whether that was my house or not, he heard me. Yeah. I was in that house three days later. And then 10 days later, I had a contract on it. Oh and it gosh. never hit the market in Williamson County. Which and it is looks so huge. much like you. Thank you. It just is like a brandy house. Thank you. My yeah. kids, when the book came in the mail, they were like, uh, your book cover matches our house. Yes. I'm like, yes. I know. It does. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to share about one of our amazing partners, Thrive Market. Grocery shopping is not my favorite, but it is one of the reasons that I love Thrive Market is because Thrive Market is my go-to for all my grocery and household essentials, and I can get it all delivered right to my doorstep, which is a huge time saver. And as a Thrive Market member, I can also save money on every single order. On average, I save over 30% each time. And on top of that, Thrive Market has a deals page that changes daily. It gives me cash 
back on so many brands, and they have a price match guarantee. I'm such a fan. They've got some of my favorite items, and they have the clean cleaning supplies that I like so that I'm using products that work without introducing unnecessary chemicals into the situation. Thrive Market saves me commute time, which I love, and waiting in line time, which I love, and shopping time because I love the filters on their website and their app. They have over 70, so you can curate your own shopping experience with the click of a button. Plus, when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need through Thrive's one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give, which I love. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. So go to thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun. Thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. And one more amazing partner I get to tell you about, Raycon. Now listen, I am living in my Raycons right now. I used them last night. Here's what I did. Would you like to hear? I'm just going to tell you. I did a little yoga class on my Peloton, but I was not listening to it. I was listening to John Eldridge's podcast in my Raycons. So I'm getting spiritual development while my body is getting healthy. I love it. Whether I'm going on a walk or needing to listen to something while I do laundry or, you know, yoga, or I want some entertainment on a plane, I love my Raycon wireless earbuds. You know, I travel a lot and my Raycons are always coming with me. They are the best way to listen. Get this, y'all. They have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime. Seriously, they last for so long. And you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as great. Plus, Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. It's worth trying them. If you're using them at the gym or have them in while you're working, you can use their earbud tab function and toggle between three customizable sound profiles. So you can have noise isolation and awareness mode. It is really, really helpful, especially safety friends when we're outside walking. We want to also be able to hear the world around us. Right now, my friends can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash that sounds fun to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash that sounds fun. Okay, now let's go back to our conversation with Brandy. Tell me about moving the boys into the new house and did they feel like God showed up for them or was that too soon to feel Um, that? You know, it is interesting when your pastor's kids going through what we went through. Yeah. Because it definitely impacts your view of the church. And when you're at that age, your view of the church and your view of God are pretty closely related. Yeah, of course. Um, And they needed to be angry at somebody. Yeah. So it's really hard to be mad at a parent. So um, they had, especially a couple of my kids had a lot of anger. So I don't know that they knew. I had told the full story of the house. I don't know if they remembered all the details of it until they read the book. Yeah. Just because they're young and they're— And all three of them have read— Better than okay? Yes. My oldest has read it cover to cover. Yeah, I bet. That does not surprise me (laughs) at all. (laughs) The other two have more skimmed most of it. Yeah. But they've commented on things, so I know that, you know, that they've— read it and they're aware so and and they knew I was writing it and they were there when I signed the contract the book deal and they've yeah they've known all about it and I they've I've been so 
I feel very strongly about giving kids age appropriate truth. Yeah. And I didn't want them to feel like I'm going to write some tell all about what happened in their life. I wanted to write a book about what God chose to do in me when I chose to begin again. And then what I realized when I was pulling together the acknowledgments is like I recorded our family story of starting over. So I think there's a lot of beauty in the fact that there's because of their age and because they were kids, there's a lot of things they might not remember the details of, but they get to hear again and have recorded yeah. of what God did in our family. I would imagine a fear in divorce, especially in Christian divorce, is what is this going to do between God and my kids? Yeah. Yes. How do you manage that fear in you? I mean, whatever's going to happen between God and your kids. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. But how do you manage that Fear is is it manageable? <laughs> is it, I know is, is fear it, ever manageable? Is, is that it a, even manageable? a word you use with fear? Good grief! Um, I had a moment really early on. I was actually still living at my old house because I was so overwhelmed with the spiritual weight of how this had impacted my kids. Because I will say, a therapist said to me very clearly, your kids have gone through two divorces, the divorce of their parents and the divorce from the church. Because they were all born and raised. It's the only church they knew. Right. And we did community with those people. So that was, you know, who we did holidays with and cookouts with. And Friday nights were spent with these people. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. That's where I was every Fourth of July. Very ingrained. So I knew pretty quickly when they said they'd gone through two divorces, it would take a lot of a lot of healing to get them through that. And I felt so overwhelmed with carrying that spiritual weight. Yes. Like, how do I, you know, teach my kids about God? How do I continue to have a relationship with God? Do I need to start, like, drilling them with Scripture and talking about how God shows up? Do I need to do this by the way I live my life? What do I need to tell them? What do I not need to tell them? How do I? And when do I take them to church again? How do and I? And where? And where? And <laughs> Right. Do I take them back to Cross Point because they need closure? Yeah. Or do like what does this all look like? So, right. I was reading actually in Joshua one morning for my quiet time where the Israelites are crossing the Jordan and the Jordan is at flood stage and and I'd read that scripture so many times, sure. and uh, and honestly. Probably was kind of skimming it because I'd read it so many times, just trying to get to the devotion part of what I was reading. And in reading at that time, I just really and truly felt the presence of God in the room with me because what I was trying to do, Annie, if you read the passage, is the Israelites have been, you know, going for 40 years. They get to the Jordan. It's at flood stage. They all they need to do to get to the promised land is cross the Jordan. Yeah. How are they going to do that? The Jordan is very deep. It's very wide. So Joshua has um, the priest who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant come to the front. They're usually in the middle with the Israelites around them. He has the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant to come to the edge of the Jordan. Uh-huh. And he tells them to take their first step. Yeah. And I think when I read this story and looked at my parenting, I – felt like I was responsible for everything that was going to happen. So in reading the story, the priest puts their foot into the Jordan River. And when that happens, the Jordan piles up Mm. in a heap and a heap of protection. And what was once the riverbed is now dry, solid ground. And the Ark of the Covenant is carried to the center of the Jordan. And the priests stand there while all hundreds of thousands of the Israelites cross by them into the promised land. So when I looked at the story, I was like, oh, my gosh, 
I, as a parent, I have to do it all. I have to carry the Ark of the Covenant. I have to have the faith to take the first step. Right. I have to hold back the water of yeah, protection. Right. I have to stand in the middle while they cross around me. I have to deliver my kids to the promises that God has for their life. Yes. And I am terrified I'm going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, di- I had this moment where I felt like God said, Brandy, none of that is your job. Wow. It is my job to carry the Ark of the Covenant. It's my job to take the first step with your kids. It's my job to hold back the waters of protection. It's my job to lead them across the river. It's my job to deliver your kids to the promises I have for their life. Your job is to stand on me, the solid ground. Yeah, Yeah. wow. Your job is to hold me in their lives. Your job is to show them what it's like to have a relationship with me. Yeah. And I just knew very clearly that I might be a single mom, but I wasn't parenting alone. Wow. And I needed to know that. Yeah. And, I, and I've gotten to a place, Annie, and it is when we're talking about our kids, it's a constant surrender and like, maybe I should take it back and do it myself. And I think one thing that was very clear to me is that, you know, Nothing is wasted. God can take all of our pain, and good can come from that. Mm-hmm. And if I believe that God can take my pain and use it for his purpose, I have to also believe he's going to do that for my kids' lives as well. Yes. And wow. that's what I have to go back to when I start getting stressed or I'm overwhelmed as a single parent because you're carrying the emotional weight, the financial weight, the the physical weight, the yeah. spiritual weight. Of it on your own. Yeah. And I just have to go back. If God is going to use the pain in my life for purpose, He's. I have to trust that he's going to do the same things with my kids as well. I remember being at a football game with you and watching all the dynamics. Mm-hmm. All the family was there. Your boys were playing, too. Your boys were playing. And I thought, I remember thinking, the family to the right of us, we did. I didn't know. You may yes. have known them, but I didn't know them. Strangers. The two of them are just watching their son play football. <laughs> Over here, <laughs> we've got, are we, do we speak to each other? Do we look at each other? Who, how do we support Brandy? How do mm-hmm. we, afterwards, who talks when? I mean, you are carrying all of that every time. Yes. And yes. I, sitting with you that time, I thought, there is... I don't know how you carry all this. Yeah. And when you're supposed to just be cheering for your boys playing football. Yeah. Well, and that's where a support system is huge. Because I will say I have rarely sat at a football game by myself. Um, Yeah. People show up because they love my kids. They love me. That is huge to know that you're not forgotten. It's huge to know that people know that just their presence changes things for you because you don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. Now, what I will tell you is – I have sat by myself a few times alone, and I have walked myself through where life is. And every time I'm like, I'd rather sit here alone and healthy than married and dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah. So there's worse things than being alone and lonely. There's worse things than being alone. Yeah. That's what people say that single people a lot. You probably heard too that that lonely and single is, is very different than lonely and married. Yeah, for sure. And so... Um, You're exactly right. Can we talk about, and and for our friends listening, you and I did talk a little bit ahead of time about what we would talk about, what we wouldn't talk about. Because it's funny that yes. we, because I've lived, so, you know, and I've got my own feelings around this, right? Like For sure. My own version of hurt yep. and experience of this. But your youngest son 
is best friends with Kevin Queen's son. Uh, is that not? I mean, it's one. Of, I have goosebumps. Who is now the you pastor of Crosspoint yes. Church? Yes. And yes. so, can you talk about your experience a little bit of like the church you built? Yes, is now run by other people who are wonderful. Yeah, but also wonderful. there's feelings around that. I'm sure, and your sons are best friends. Yes, and he and one son is the. The yes. Queen's son is the center, and your yes. son is the quarterback. Yes, 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 yes. Is that weird oh or great or terrible? <laughs> like, what is it like for you? I know how much the Queens love your son, of yeah. course. Yes. But no, the feeling is mutual. Of course. We call yeah, him oh, Durr. Bo- he yeah, doesn't even get the, a full Durham. He's I know. Durr he's in the our best. house. He's, he's such a great kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has unfolded in, like, such a God-ordained way. Yeah. But— Kevin and Ree Queen moved here from Atlanta to take over Crosspoint. I think Crosspoint had been without a pastor for like a year and a half. And um, so interesting because I received a call from elder and staff to let me know that it was being announced, like very considerate and thoughtful that they were filling me in when they didn't have to just to make sure that my heart was ready to hear it all, which was great. At that point in my life, I still attended Crosspoint on and off at the Franklin yeah, campus because yeah. it was about 10 minutes from my house. And, and that was all my community. And I hadn't decided where to settle yet. And I remember I was going to church at Franklin one Sunday. I texted one of the staff girls that uh, dear to me to say, hey, I'm on my way. I can't wait to see you. And as I'm pulling in, she says, hey, just wanted you to know Kevin has walked in. We didn't know he was coming. If that's too much for you, you can leave. And I'm like, no, this should happen at some point. So I walked in. To the Franklin <laughs> here we campus. go. Here we go. My car is already here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they introduced me to Kevin. And of course, he's very gracious and kind. And he has such a gentle spirit mm-hmm. um, that I just really appreciate. But one of the things I was able to tell him was how I'm really grateful that Crosspoint has continued on. Because if Crosspoint had died when my marriage died, that would have been difficult, yeah. even more difficult. It was all hard enough. So I love that God protected the church. I that's really generous of you, Brandy. Oh, it's so true. I love that God has protected the church. I have so much respect for, you know, staff who stayed through that transition. I know it wasn't easy. People who have stayed I've run into people all the time and I'll say, like, oh, where do you go to church? And they'll say, Cross Point. I'm like, Great, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm so you know, I, I'm happy to hear yeah. that. But um I did have an interaction with Kevin and Ree pretty early on that just kind of set the stage for how they thought that relationship could turn out between our kids. But the boys were in, I think, seventh grade. Uh Um, We were playing an away game. It was a scrimmage, actually. We were playing an away scrimmage. And I had rolled in late. And, you know, you've already alluded to it. But when I get to a field, I'm like, where is the ex-husband and the new wife, and I go the opposite direction. Yeah. So I had, you know, I had located where I wasn't sitting. Yes. So I go to the left. The game had already started, and I'm standing there. Lots of parents are standing around, and Brewer's on the field as quarterback, and he's doing a drive, and he comes in, and I realize that Kevin and Rhea are right there. And I just walk over a couple of feet, and I'm like, hey, what number is Durham? I want to make sure I'm cheering for him. Yeah. And he told me Durham's number, and I'm like, great. And I start to walk away. And Kevin said, hey, do you know what position Durham plays? And I'm like, no, I don't. You know, it's first scrimmage of the season. I barely know everyone. And he says, Durham's on the O-line. And for those of you who don't play football, the (laughs) O-line is the – or don't follow three children to football. uh, The O-line is the offensive line. 
and they stand across from the defensive line. And the defensive line's job is to basically take the head off of my son, the quarterback. <laughs> right. <laughs> so basically, if you have that picture in your head, the O-line protects my kid. Yes. So when Kevin said he's on the O-line, I immediately knew what that meant. And he said something to the effect of, Brandy, do you know what that means? And I nodded. And he said, my kid's job is to protect your kid. My kid's job is to stand in front of your kid. Yeah. And that was it. Like the fact that he was acknowledging, hey, I think it's great that our kids can be friends. And I think it's great that at times this might feel awkward. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to. Let's just both acknowledge the awkwardness. And I've had some really great discussions with them over the years. There have been times that, you know, Kevin has called to say like, hey, this is going on. I want to give you a heads up about it. He's, you know, asked my opinion on a couple of small things. Not a ton. I'm not yeah, trying to yeah, oversell yeah. it, but like yeah, yeah. even the kindness of that's two parents parenting children together. Yes, that's yes, very normal. Yes. Yeah. So very kind, very yeah. kind just to have that interaction with them and to still be able to, you know, celebrate the fact that I got to be something part of something really special for 14 years. And I still see that as a gift to my life that yeah. has helped shape who I am, yeah. that I got to be part of that for 14 I think years. So many people listening have have had a version of this story of now my kids is, is friends with that kid who my ex is dating or yeah. now these, you know, and, and it's just y'all have modeled the three of y'all, you and Ree and Kevin have modeled so beautifully like, hey, this is this can be good. Yeah, this can be this is yes. a beautiful thing that our boys love each other. Yes. And that the yes. boys who are old enough to know, yes. don't let this stop them from not at all just thinking each other is the, I mean, they are just the best of boys. Yes. I mean, it is yes. the sweetest thing. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one last time to share about another amazing partner, Allie and Bess. Okay, y'all, I have been loving my new pieces from Allie and Bess. Their famous stretch bracelets and beaded necklaces come in the most fun colors and make it super quick and easy to add some cute jewelry to any outfit. But did you know? Listen, ears open. Did you know Allie and Bess have a game day collection? Speaking of football, y'all, college football is only a few weeks away. They designed bracelets and necklaces stacks for over 50 team color combinations. So you can represent the colors you love, whether it's your kid's school or like Brandy, uh, high school and two colleges, whether it's your professional team you cheer for or whatever team you love. I have the entire Athens collection because go dogs sick them. I am so excited to wear these pieces all season long. They're really cute stackable bracelets with red and black on them and there's a necklace to Y'all, it's just so cute. And don't worry, their brand new tailgate stacks in the collection are even sweat and waterproof so you can tailgate in them all day long. The Allie and Best team have been longtime listeners of the pod so they just want to do something super special for all of us which I love. Friends helping friends. Right now they are offering us 30% off your order with the code Annie30. A-N-N-I-E 3-0. You 
can shop all of their pieces as well at an exclusive collection just for us at shopallybest.com slash TSF. That's shopallybest, A-L-L-I-E-B-E-S-S dot com slash TSF. That link and pretty much every other link you could ever hope for are in the show notes. And we also send them every Friday to you in your email in the AFD Weekend Review. So make sure you check that out. And one last amazing partner to tell you about, Simple Modern. Y'all know the right kind of water bottle to keep around you during the workday or in the car? Matters. It matters. So have you checked out Simple Modern? Okay, I bet you've seen their super popular 40-ounce Trek tumbler with the handle. You know that one. That one. It's all over social media, which has been so perfect for the summer. They're actually one of the top drinkware providers to Target and Walmart and Amazon. But did you know they also have backpacks and drinkware and lunch bags and so much more? And they even have fun designs and partners like Disney and Marvel. And they have these super cute reusable zip-up snack bags that have unicorns on them. Y'all, they are so cute. Here's what I also love. Simple Modern gives 10% of their profits to nonprofits that are committed to causes like solving the water crisis or fighting human trafficking, education, ending homelessness, and helping underprivileged communities. I just love it. So go to simplemodern.com slash that sounds fun. And when you share your email, you'll get a unique discount code just for you, or you can bundle and save for back to school. This can be your go-to brand for the fam, you guys. That is simplemodern.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to finish up this conversation with Brandy. You write about this some in the book, how how when you moved out of your old house, Crosspoint families came and helped you move. But then the next time you needed house stuff, it was families from your new church. Oh, my gosh. I do think, you know, I quote, I love Emily P. Freeman. Yes, Um, of course. And she has a quote, something along the lines of like, are you trying to resuscitate what's dead or breathe life into the new that God's trying to give you? And, you know, even for me. I still love the church. I understand what happened was not the church's fault. It was a person. So the clarity that God gave me in that is great. So I still champion the Big C Church, champion Crosspoint, champion all the churches I visited. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but for me, what the best fit is right now is a micro church, which is a small church that meets in multiple homes, and then they come together once a month. Yeah. And started in my neighborhood during the pandemic. I love the pastor and his wife. I've I love you for writing a long about time. that, too, about them coming and asking. And uh, oh, I loved it. Just adore them. So um, in December, a couple years ago, we had a big storm in Nashville. We're always having big storms. Yeah. And and my home was built in the 70s. It's as old as I am. We both have wrinkles. But um, <laughs> it has lots of big trees. Yeah. So during this storm, which was really brutal, we can tell that things are falling, but there's no electricity and it's super dark and there's just flashes of lightning. And we wake up the next morning and this massive tree has fallen in my backyard. It's fallen on my fence. Part of it has fallen and it's setting on the stairs, yeah. the three stairs that lead it to my back door. So my entire backyard is just massive tree yeah. destruction. And I don't really know what to do. Yeah. I am pretty independent, but I don't own a chainsaw. I'm not <laughs> right. Lisa Harper, right, right, right. you know, has her own chainsaw. Right. I'm like, I don't know how to fix this. And in that moment, I just remember processing, like, I am still in touch with a lot of Crosspoint people. There's a small group there that started in my home like 20 years ago yes. that is still going. I could call the men from Crosspoint. And they would show up for me and take care of this tree. Even today. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Kevin, I could call Kevin and he would probably have people show up to help with this. No question. Then 
I had this other thought. I am part of this micro church that I'm what does enjoying. That mean? Does that just mean small? Just means small. Okay. So we meet. I've in never homes. heard of ma- micro. There, it's a it's a model. I love it. Um, it's beautiful. We're in six homes. Okay. And we meet every Sunday. It's it's usually six to seven families who That's meet so on cool. a Sunday, and we do our Bible study together, and then we also have a meal together. Yeah. So we get a lot of bonding. Yeah. And then once a month, we come together at another location, and that's, that's our macro service yeah. where there's like 150 of us total. Wow. But if it's a safe environment for me. I sure. enjoy it a lot. My kids have actually enjoyed it yeah. a lot. But I'm like, I'm part of this micro church called Local Church. I could also call Local Church, and I bet they would be able to help me too. Yeah. And and I was standing at this crossroads. At this point, I probably had one foot in and one foot out of Local Church trying yeah. to decide like – committing to yeah. a church again felt at all scary yeah. Yeah. but i just kind of felt god saying that like brandy are you trying to resuscitate what's dead wow. or are you trying to step into the new that i'm offering you yes. and i actually called the pastor and i was like i have a tree down and he said so what do you need and i said i'm not really sure and he said do you need help yeah and i was like um and he said, Brandy, I am more than willing to advocate for you, but I need you to tell me wow. that you need help. Wow. And I said, I think I need help. I don't know what to do. He said, great. We'll be there at 2 o'clock. Oh. And 2 o'clock that afternoon, there were like seven guys and a bunch of teenage boys yeah. who rolled in and all had their chainsaws. And my kids, it was really and truly one of the first times they'd engaged at local church yeah. because I'd been going on my own to feel it out. And they all ended up cutting down the tree together, stacking the firewood. And it just felt like, you know, the baton of my heart from Crosspoint was being passed to local church of like, this is where you're going to move forward as part of a church family. So this is a very low level example. But when I moved from Atlanta, it took me three or four years to switch dentists. Yes. Because you only go twice a year. Yes. So, And I loved my dentist in Atlanta. And I remember crying when I called a Nashville dentist because yes. I thought, oh, I'm really moving. Mm-hmm. This is this is when I'm really moving. I've had an address here. Yes. But this is different. Did yes. that feel like that? What Do you have other moments like that of like, oh, this was really the crossover? Church-wise? Yeah. Or just um, like life-wise? Yeah, life-wise. Probably one of the major identifiers that was like, oh, I, I'd i gotten in a rhythm. I was figuring it all out. I, you know, I'd moved. I was doing things in it. I stayed in the same county, but yep. it meant I'd kind of do things in a different part yes, of town. Yes, very different part of town, yeah. Um, so I remember going to the doctor. And it was my first time at this new doctor, and it was like an orthopedics. And I'm orthopedist. Orthopedist? Ortho- Who takes care of bones? Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Okay. Or woman. That yes, person. That, that person. doctor. And I'm filling out all the paperwork, and, the, you know, there's like 14 oh, pages yeah, the right first time. This, yeah. And I get to a point where it says, in case of emergency. Yeah. And I, I was like, I don't have that person anymore. Mm. And I had been so getting everything transferred to my name, moving bank accounts, setting up house, like doing all the things that have to be done when you're starting life over. I hadn't realized I didn't have an in-case-of-emergency person. And, like, my eyes filled up with tears. That was the only phone number I had memorized in the world of cell phones. So I'm like, I I don't have an in-case-of-emergency person anymore. What does that mean? Who's going to – 
show up if something's really wrong with me? Who's going to take me to the hospital if I'm sick in the middle of the night? Who's going to? And you have to recognize like, okay, I can figure this out. And also, I don't have that person in my life anymore. And there's grief that comes with that. Yes. That takes a long time to walk through. Yeah. How'd you find the person for the emergency contact? Um, I ended up asking my girlfriend whose house I was at the night we found out he was resigning. She had been through a divorce, and her marriage now is a blended family. They've been together for 25 years. And I just said, will you be my in-case-of-emergency person? And she was like, yes, you don't even have to ask me. So she's still in my phone. Um, Her husband made me put – I didn't realize you put ICE in front of their name in case – so next time I was at their house, he's like, have you added ICE in front of her name? And I'm like, I haven't. He said, do it now. <laughs> yeah. So they both made sure that it was covered so yeah. that I had that person. Um, I want to talk about leading and loving it. I want to talk yep. about dating. Yes. Can we do those two things? Yes. How do you get up? You and Lori Wilhite yes. run Leading and Loving It, yes. which is an incredible ministry to Thank women you. in leadership. I yes. mean, it's just yep. amazing. I know yep. a bunch of women who are coming this fall Good. to y'all's conference. Yeah. Do you know like Good. a bunch of Crosspoint women are coming? Uh, yes. Chelsea yeah. texted and yeah. told me she was coming and I was ecstatic. Yes. I'm so yeah. happy about it. So you're leading as a pastor's wife yeah. and you're leading this ministry. Yep. Talk about the transition, like talk about even in ministry, your ministry yeah, and leading women, what it's meant to have a new life. Yeah. You know, it's been really great during the course of the divorce when everything was falling apart. Like my friendship with Lori is more than just the fact that we were both pastor's wives. Yes. But at the same time, my volunteer work that I had done for, gosh, probably eight or nine years at that point, Lori and I had written a book together. I did all of that on the side as a volunteer. I knew that was going to change with the fact that I wasn't a pastor's wife anymore Mm -hmm. because that's kind of the platform that it was built on. And very early on, Lori directly looked at me and said, a title and a role might be taken from you, but no one can take God's call on your life except for him. Wow. So you can still do ministry. Wow. And ended up, we worked some things out at Leading and Loving It where I could go on staff there as a full-time position, which is great because it yeah. came with insurance and benefits, which wow. you know is very important when yes. you're single. But what we had, had noticed as the ministry had been growing over those nine years is that it wasn't just, we might have started that as pastor's wives, but we had lots of women who were leading in churches or Christian nonprofits yeah. at some level who were also showing up because a lot of the struggles are similar. Yeah, I, all the leading and loving it stuff speaks to me. So I mean, it ended up being really a great fit that we have this, you know, female ministry leader yeah. and pastor's wife who's also leading her own ministry as well, continuing to grow the organization. Yeah. So I was actually, one of the things we are very intentional about is diversity. Yeah. On our stage at the conference, we're intentional about it, you know, in any kind of media. We have a very diverse audience and we want to represent that. Mm-hmm. One thing that surprised me, and and you have probably heard this before, but at the last conference, when we were, we as a team, we have a volunteer team of about 15. We were breaking the conference down about two weeks later. And one of the girls from um, National Community Church yeah. had brought a team. And she said, you know what all of my girls talked about? How happy they were to have a single woman yes. represented on stage. Oh, I hear it all the time. And I had not even connected right. the dots right. that I bring a piece of diversity <laughs> yes. that other women want to see. Yes. Um, and they so appreciated the yes. fact that there was somebody else single because yeah. everybody else on stage is married. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So like that has been a really cool piece of people looking at how are you a female leader and single? Yes. What does that look like for you? Yeah, that I'm really honored to get to represent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is interesting because I think there are actually a very few amount of male single leaders at the top of organizations. I totally agree. And so, you know, no one has models, yes. really. There's a very, very few. There, you know, it's yep. a bell curve. I hear you yes. person saying, yes. well, what about so-and-so? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But, the, you know, it, it, the percent of married male leaders is so much higher than, yes. per, than single male leaders. Right. So the percentage of women is even smaller yep. because of the yep. amount of leaders that are female. And so, yes, I think it is, a, it is one of the gifts of leading and loving it yeah. is that y'all bring so many different voices to women of this is what it looks like to lead when some of your story looks like some of this story. Right. Um, okay. What is dating been like? Um, I mean, we're seven years. It's been seven years, <laughs> yeah, right? Be, yes. So I want people to hear that too, that we yeah. aren't having this conversation in 2017. Right. This is seven right. full years, seven, six Christmases, yep. a bunch of summers, hundreds of football games. Yes. This is, yes. This is a, long a lot of life lived. Life, yeah. A really beautiful and great life. Yeah. Like I have created a life that I love living. Yes. And I would also at some point like to be in a permanent relationship again. Yeah. I love being a wife. I love yeah. being a partner. I've done a lot of first dates, Annie. Yes, I know. <laughs> you have done it. There's, uh, really I've done brave. a few second dates. I actually, um, about four months ago, got out of a relationship that had been about 15 months with a really wonderful man yeah. I still believe is wonderful. And the timing was off. Oh, wow. Um, and... That is life. I, I mean, think breakups, though. Do you think oh, breakups are brutal. Yeah. I mean, I love him. He's wonderful. Yeah. He's a great person. And it wasn't the right time. Yeah. I think it is really healthy for me to have a situation where there's a breakup and it's healthy and we still respect one another and speak kindly of one another. Yeah. I think it's really good for my kids to see that. Yeah. I will say one thing he did that was very kind is wrote letters to all of my kids when After when we broke up, wow. just and and the letters had nothing to do with me. Yeah, I'm like, surely he's gonna tell them how amazing <laughs> I am. Um, but the letters were about them and what he saw in them, and yeah. you know the great things he knew that they would do in their future, and that if he wow. could ever be of assistance to them for anything, that they had his number and they were always you know had the permission wow. to reach out to him, which is a very Are, oh, high trendy. character thing That's to brutal. do. So um, it's beautiful, but it's brutal that you're like, oh, I know. such a good guy. I, I know. I know. But it, it was a really great relationship. Yeah. And it showed me that I can do healthy relationship. Right, and I did a lot of things really well in that. Yeah. I don't know what dating looks like moving forward. I'm not yeah. quite ready for it yeah. yet. So one of the things our mutual friend Angie Smith taught me, gosh, 2015, I'm thinking about which house I lived in. Yeah. When she said this, <laughs> when a relationship ended, she said, I want you to write down three things you did really well. Yeah. And then I want you to write down three things you wish you'd have done better. Mm. And and the wish you'd have done better list is so easy. The yes. reason this ended is because I did. Yeah. yeah. But the three things that you're like, like you even saying, I was really good at relationship. Yeah. It's like such a growth place for so many yes. people to say like, here's where I can tell the work with my counselor or yes. the work with my small group or my pastor, or my mentor is paying off. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm seeing growth in me. Yeah. Uh, my pastor said to me, um, you know, your grief is beginning to heal when you can look at a situation and that person and be able to say, 
you hurt me and you helped me. Wow. And hurting means through the breakup. The breakup was hurtful. Yeah. And you also helped me realize I'm a really good partner. Yeah. And you helped me realize I have a lot to bring to the table. Yeah. And I didn't have that confidence when my marriage ended. So I've come really far in being able to just show up for someone and make sure I'm staying true to myself. Yeah. The book goes so deep into so much of this and tells your story. So I want people to read it. And uh, But I, I'm curious, even in that, of what you're saying of like, what next? Now, what do you, where do you see your life going? Yeah, I, well, I'm going to a lot of football games. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'll tell you where I'll be this fall. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I have started doing a lot of coaching. I have a couple of certifications in coaching. Yeah. I am, you know, walking a lot of people through divorce, a lot of women through divorce. I'm also, the part I'm really enjoying is helping them start over again. Mm. So kind of owning that identity, getting to know themselves again, realizing how special and unique they are, teaching them to dream for their own life, teaching them how to have healthy communication, how to, you know, move forward and craft a life they love living. So I hope I get to do a lot more of that. I think, you know, I want to be able to continue to lean in the way that God wants me to use the life he's given me to help other people. This is such a hard question because it's different in every city, but have you found dating apps that you liked better than others? Uh, I haven't done one in a long time. Yeah, great. So just because I was in that relationship for a while and I have not been ready to move forward with an app yet. So, no, I really haven't. I used, like, Hinge. Right. I heard the league is good. I've considered trying that. That might be – I do think I'm to a point – that I'm willing to pay where before I did stuff for free. I'm yeah. like, okay, if I'm going to pay this much to go to the gym and this much to hey, whatever, then right. I think I'm to the point where I'm willing to pay to maybe be able to have an easier access to someone I might be a better fit with. Yeah, and they really are serious about it, too, yes. if they're paying. Yes, for If sure. you're doing it for free, you have no idea if, they, if it's actually them. But if someone's paid yes. to do something, then they are – thinking about being in a healthy relationship too yes so i support that too people always want to know what app should i do what app should i do and you're like well do you live in kansas or do you live in la i I don't know it's annie you tell me now my question is i'm curious what app so different in every city right (laughs) and it's what are you looking for yeah right so i mean i don't know either i've heard great thing the the league is great i think but the league is really expensive I have looked it up. I will yes. tell you this. I've looked it up. It's crazy expensive. Yeah. I was and kind so of, you're like, I don't. Uh, I'm like, maybe I just develop my own app. Yeah. I don't know. Because <laughs> right. That could be right. my single mom side right. hustle. Right. So, I mean, Bumble, Hinge. I mean, the, those yeah. seem to be the ones that people have luck with, no matter where you live. But I'm also like, I can't endorse. You and I cannot endorse no. any app because we don't know where you live. Yeah. And we yeah. don't know who your neighbors are. And we yes. don't know who whether this app works in your community or not. I mean, right. it's. So challenging. Yeah, it just adds a different layer to dating in yeah. today's world. Yeah, that had to be an awful part of this. Oh, you have in. no clue how many yeah. dates I went on, I and know. they would be asking questions, and I would say, "Yeah, you know." And as the story's unfolding, because sometimes they might not know your last name until you meet up, whatever. They're like, "Oh my gosh, you're Pastor So and So's ex-wife. <laughs> I attended your Crosspoint," and I'm like, "Check." I'm done. I and that happened a lot. I am not exaggerating when I say that happened a lot. So yeah, it's just I would love to organically meet someone 
Right. And organically in 2023 is different than it yeah. was in 2000. Yeah, so. that's right. What did we not talk about that you want to make sure we talk about? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like you've covered it. Yeah, you covered it. I just got to be here with you and and, <laughs> and testify to the life you have built. Oh, thank you. I've really enjoyed this interview a lot. You've asked questions that have allowed me to tell different aspects that I haven't told. So it actually has been um, just a reminder of how far my kids and I have come. I yes. think I just want to probably encourage people who are going through it. I titled the book Better Than Okay because when I'm talking to women going through it, their first question is, will I be okay? Yes. Guess what? That's people's question to me about being single. Yeah. Will I be okay? Will I be okay? And I I got to the point where I'm like, you're going to be better than okay. But their second question is always, will my kids be okay? Yeah. And I think one of my main questions became, can I redefine family Mm -hmm. without feeling like something's missing? Yeah. And... Man, you can do that, too. Like, yeah. single parents, keep at it. I, the days are long. You're exhausted. You can recreate your family unit and yeah. make beautiful memories. Teach your kids how to walk through hard things together. Teach them how to manage loss. Yeah. Um, and also teach them how to live a really beautiful and fulfilling life. So, yeah, yeah your kids are going to be better They're than okay, okay. And you can redefine family Yeah, where nothing's missing. Yeah. Well, I love you. Thank you for doing oh, this. I love you too. No, I, thank you. The fun part is this podcast episode is hosted by someone who loved you oh. and an office of people who love you. It's going to be edited by someone who's loved you oh, for a long gosh. time. Yeah. And so kind. <laughs> this one is um, special for us. Thank you. Because, I mean, I honor you. You have thank pastored you, me for 10, 15 years and even... Every year. There's not been a year that your life didn't pastor me. Thank you. So um, I really am thankful (laughs) for that. So it has looked a lot of different ways, but it has been consistent. And so that's that's one of the reasons leading and loving it is beautiful is people get to be pastored by you, which has affected my life deeply. So thank you. Okay, Brandy. The the last question we always ask. (laughs) 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 Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh, my gosh. Today in general. Yeah, life. life whatever. What's <laughs> fun for you? Oh, what sounds fun for me? I um, I, I mean, I, why do I always go back to it? It's football season, yeah. and it's the best I'm, season I'm of so the year. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. It's my favorite season. When do they, when do they start? Well, the we have school? a scrimmage on Friday night. Oh, yeah. So that's tomorrow. <laughs> that's tomorrow. It starts right now. So, yeah, our first game is August 18th, and I am classy until kickoff, and I've yeah. got my T-shirts, <laughs> and I'm, I've got my— my new football T-shirt says it's Friday in Franklin. Oh, I love it. And I'm like, it. yes, it is. So, yeah, football. I okay. love it. I love it. Are you ever worried about your boys getting hurt? Yeah. I mean, I know they have gotten hurt. I remember. Yes. Yeah. yes. Is it like every yes. game? Are you nervous? Yes. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a mess. I, some Somebody said to me the other day, they were at the house. I can't even remember who it was. And they said, I'm going to come to a game. Are you, like, enjoyable to be around? And Gage said, <laughs> my middle son said, No. She's not. She's either screaming her head off yeah. or she's asking a million questions. Or So, yes. No, I get yeah. very nervous, especially at that quarterback position. Yeah. So, Are all three boys still playing this fall? Yeah, I mean, Jet's are. a senior? Jet's a senior. He plays oh, corner yeah. at Birmingham Southern. And then um, so fast. Gage is a safety. Yeah. 
at Man, Rhodes. That is so, so fun. Okay. Well, you. I mean, is there all different colors? Are you wearing three different? Oh, listen to this. Jet and Gage play each other this year. No, uh, they're in the same division. <sighs> So it's in what? October. You got to get one of those special ones, like the Kelsey mom div- did. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Too. Yes, <laughs> a, spe- a special half jersey. <gasps> I can't believe, and they will actually play against each other, like literally a corner. They and both a- play defense. So oh, I'm they'll sorry. Be on- you're right. You're yes. right. You're right. 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 Yes. Okay. Good. So yep. they will not actually face each other. Right. But they'll be at the same game, and I only have to go one place that week. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the downside is your sons play against each other. The upside is one travel stop. Yeah. Typically, when people say, "What are you going to do on Saturdays?" I'm like, "They play each other in." October. That's yeah. the one weekend that yeah. feels easy. Yeah. Well, I'm cheering for them too. Thank I you love so those much. boys. They um, love thanks you. for doing this. Mm, thank you. Oh, y'all, isn't she just amazing? I know. I know. I know. So make sure you grab a copy of her book, Better Than Okay. This is a great book to put in the hands of your friends, to put in the hands of people who are walking through a hard season. You will be better than okay. Make sure you're following Brandy on social media. Thank her so much for being on the show. Also, if you are a woman in ministry or a pastor's wife, you've got to check out the work she's doing at Leading and Loving It. They have a ton of resources. And remember, Brandy does coaching as well. So if that would be helpful to you to have a conversation directly with Brandy, you can go to her website. We'll link it in the show notes, but it is Love Brandy Wilson. Brandy spelled with an I. LoveBrandyWilson.com. And hey, if if this conversation mattered to you, will you please tell us? We only know what you want to hear more of when you tell me on Instagram or when you review the show or when you share the show. That is what we pay attention to is what matters most to you based on what you say to us. You also can shoot us an email at tellmemore at anniefdowns.com so you can let us know if stories like Brandy's are resonating with you and you want to hear more. We truly listen to your feedback. Listen, I'm telling you, the entire month of October October is because you said so. <laughs> it's because you said so. And so we want to bring you shows that matter to you. We're so grateful. Y'all listen and, and that you show up here and, and how kind you are to our guests. And we just want to make sure we're building the shows that you want. So let us know. Let us know. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie Up Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And don't forget, you can find the That Sounds Fun podcast on Instagram at That Sounds Fun podcast. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you. Do something fun. And I will do the same today. What sounds fun to me is I am heading tomorrow morning on a plane to see a baby that is my godson. I cannot wait. I get to meet my godson tomorrow. So that is what sounds fun to me. Y'all have a great weekend. I will too. And we will see you back here on Monday with my dear friend and much requested return guest, Hosanna Wong. We'll see y'all on Monday.